1: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I have three newspapers with three headlines that I want to share with you. First is the New York Times. Top right-hand column, headline, Violence erupts between Israelis and Palestinians. This is the level of reporting from... Our, our major Pravda. <laughs> Sorry, folks. studio has a little column that fell on my knee. But I'm braving it. In, in, in any event, violence erupts between Israelis and Palestinians would be equivalent, factually and morally, to violence erupts in Pearl Harbor between Japanese and Americans. The question, who attacked whom, is not addressed in the headline. Note that. It erupts like a volcano. It just happens. It's like a child who spills grape juice on a new tablecloth. It spilled. I didn't spill it. It spilled, or it fell. Violence erupts. That's the level of reporting that I expect from the New York Times, but I did want to bring it to your attention. Yes,
2: point,
1: at the on that point is the 400, Los Angeles four hundred rockets. 400 rockets. Yeah, that's how it erupted. Right, that's how it erupted. That is correct. Four hundred rockets that are sent just to population centers to kill people, not soldiers, just to kill men, women, and children anywhere the rocket can fall. And then they, they the Times would have said, because Israel has an incredible system of stopping rockets, which I find almost unbelievable that it could do that, but it does, so therefore violence erupts. Had 500 Israelis been uh, slaughtered, uh, basically incinerated, then the headline would have been, might have still been, violence erupts. I wouldn't be surprised. Or Israelis suffer losses in Gaza retaliation. <laughs> and of course, where is the where is the grieving family? Where, I don't see that. That's no, because he didn't give it to me. Okay, here it is, the top headline. Is, a, is, a, is titled, Mid-East Escalation, just like the New York Times. And then it's a picture of a grieving father. Palestinians waited a hospital in the Gaza Strip on a day of violence that saw Israeli airstrikes and Hamas rocket fire after hundreds of Palestinians were hurt in confrontations in Jerusalem. There we go. The use of people by by corrupt regimes is the oldest story in history. That's what they do. Hamas uses its people. Fatah uses its people. Always in the name of the people. Hamas is as interested in building up Gaza as you are in building up, let me think, Sri Lanka. You're not against it. God forbid. But it's not something that you devote any time to. And you know what? Now that I have the LA Times, here's a piece of utter corruption. Newsom wants to give checks to most in state. They can't find people to work because they're getting all of these checks. We're just so awash in money, thanks to the Biden administration's giving of, of hundreds of billions of dollars to bail out Democrat, Democratic governors and mayors. So that will go straight to people as an incentive not to work in the further corruption of society, done solely so that Newsom not be recalled. That's why this is being done. This is the great problem and it is. It, might, it, it could be the fatal problem of democracy, paying people to vote for you. I never remember who first came up with it because nobody really knows. But something to the effect, when people realize, when politicians realize that they could buy votes, that pretty much ends the society. And that's what is being done here. That's why I am shocked when Republicans win. They don't buy votes. Vote for us. We will spend less. We will give you less. And still half the country votes for the party that preserves the American ideal of you taking care of yourself and the government's role solely to protect liberty and protect your body in case of of organized harm. That's it. That's the role of government as spelled out in the Constitution. But that has been long since overcome by people who consider themselves and call themselves progressive. Progressive means have the government control more and more of people's lives and more and more people's lives. More and more people, and more and more a percentage of their life, and that's fine with people as long as they can get Netflix, or even ideally get money to stay home and watch Netflix. Tom Cruise, one of the moral light, lights of our generation, gave back his. Uh, which award was that again? I know, but what is the what is the what are the four initials again? The Foreign Press Association. Hollywood Foreign Press Association, HFPA. If anybody is known for treating people well in the industry, it is Tom Cruise. And for moral insight, it's all moral onanism, as I called it a year ago. Watch me give myself pleasure in thinking well of myself. So let me uh, understand something. The foreign press is bigoted. Some some of the most left-wing folks in, in the entire culture uh, in the Western world, these are all race bigots? And
0: oh,
1: and sexist. Oh. So she joined in this, didn't she? Johansson, what's her name? Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. Did she give back some award too? I wonder who started the idea that Hollywood and sports figures should speak out on complex moral issues of the day. Do you know who might have started that in either of them? This was not done in the past. In the past... You know, the greatest actors. Did anybody know Humphrey Bogart's politics? I'm, I'm asking an open question. I'm not asking a rhetorical question. Charlton Heston loved this country. Uh, he was. I'm just picking names that mean nothing now. By the way, they really do. It's amazing. It's a humbling thing for every generation to realize that the household names of their generation mean nothing to the next generation. Uh, So, if you missed out on fame, please note, it is very quickly a disappearing a quality. Talking about quality, there are those who are more interested in quality of life than quantity of life. I am one of them. That is why I led a high-quality life from the very beginning last February. Gathering with friends unmasked, going to rallies unmasked, doing whatever I could, wherever I could, to lead as normal a life as possible under these ridiculous... Ah, ridiculous is so tepid a word. Under these immoral draconian laws that have been uh, imposed upon people and I, I believe completely unconstitutionally and yet left wing judges find it fine when the government says you have to stay in your house because every, every generation has its gods ours is safety and it's a new thing by the way it used to be be well, take care It's now be safe it's like you're invading Normandy Beach. Be safe. one a Prager 776. 800 500 84 Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Welcome back, I should say. So I gave you an idea of the headlines of some of the major newspapers. They're not newspapers any longer. They are propaganda sheets. You said to me that there was an article that just had lie after lie. Which, which article is that? USA Today. USA Today. And which one? Oh, the honor student. I'm going to review that later. But the big headline actually is important uh, for a change in USA Today. Afghans who aided U.S. panic as troops depart. It is very hard for me to be ashamed of my country. Very, very hard and very painful, I might add. I have an emotional attachment to the United States of America. If we abandon the people who directly aided us in Afghanistan to be slaughtered, to be beheaded and tortured, what kind of country are we? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't have a good answer for you. All, all the moral talk that comes from Washington, well, it's all moral talk. Oh, let let hundreds of thousands, millions of people come in illegally. But to bring legally in the people who aided us at the risk of their lives and let them be be, beheaded when we leave, that's okay? The State Department finds that okay? The moral giants who are the president and vice president of this country find that okay? I don't think we should leave Afghanistan think it is wrong, immoral, un-American it will only lead to greater evil on planet earth relatively minimal cost staying in in Afghanistan as my article today my weekly column, my Tuesday column uh, demonstrates why would anybody help the United States if, if, if America came into the, why would you do that we did it in Vietnam, too. And you know who authorized it? Joe Biden. I have the quote from him. By the way, I got, it. I got that quote from The Atlantic. I couldn't believe it. The Atlantic ratio of, of uh, decent articles to junk is about 1 to 100, but the 1 is good. And he said, oh, no, I, I wouldn't take in one Vietnamese in 1975 on the floor of the Senate. And, and these people claim to, to be lovers of humanity. Same challenge to conservatives. Why aren't Republicans speaking out? Bring these people in. They aided us. How could we leave them to torture and death? How? I truly don't understand it. it's... I don't use the term much I don't understand, because I usually do understand. Afghans who aided U.S. panic as troops depart. Stuck in backlog for special U.S. visas, many fear revenge. In 2019, Omid Mahmoudi was working as a linguist for a U.S. Army brigade in Kabul... When he overheard an Afghan soldier badmouthing the American forces, Mahmoudi alerted an army sergeant and the Afghan soldier was expelled from service. I have no doubt in my mind that Omid's actions that day saved an American soldier's life, his supervisor, Army Captain Jonathan Flancher, wrote in a letter supporting Mahmoudi's application for a U.S. visa. Mahmoudi is now among thousands of Afghans desperately seeking to leave their homeland as the Biden administration withdraws the last 2,500 American troops in the coming months. These Afghans fear that once U.S. forces are gone, the Taliban will sweep back into power and target them as traitors. You will see the dead bodies in every street, Mahmoudi said in a phone interview from Afghanistan, where he said he's already being tracked by the Taliban. They will slaughter us. Because of such dangers, Congress created a special visa program in 2006 for Afghans and Iraqis who worked alongside American troops in those two conflicts. But the program is backlogged and limited It takes an average of nearly three years for Afghans applications to be processed. It goes on. I've always accepted the fact that the world is a messy place. Alongside the fact that the United States is largely a force for good on this planet. Abandoning Afghanistan is not good We've lost an average of 20 service people a year. Far more die in accidents in the armed forces than die in overseas conflict, any overseas at this time. You have to put these things in perspective. Unless you adopt the Cuomo attitude, if everything I do saves one life, I will sleep well at night. This is the new doctrine of the fool. What leader can lead when the overriding question of everything is, will it save one life? That ends, ends your possibility of being a leader. And yet uh, that's, we do, we live in the age of no wisdom. Eight seven seven two four three triple seven six, Nicholas in Basalt, Colorado, hello, one minute, I'm having a problem gunning you,
2: I'm
1: having a big problem, hey, look at that, the light is yellow, I never saw that in my life, I'm sorry, Nicholas, I have to uh, reboot the usual problem, all right, go ahead, hi, hi there, Nicholas.
0: Oh, hey, Dennis, can you hear
1: me? Yes, I can. Hey,
0: Dennis, um, do you think the reason none of your wives ever wanted to make love
1: to you is because... Oh, boy, well, it's an awesome, awesome moment. Okay, we're going to uh, Bobby in Temecula, California. Hello.
2: Well, hey, is this me?
1: That is.
2: Hey, Dennis, how come you always get
1: divorced? Oh, well, today's... (laughs) All right, we were having some technical problems. Uh, Grand uh, Eaton Rapids, Michigan, and Laura, hello.
2: Hi, Dennis. Hi. Pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. I cannot believe the stupid questions that some people ask, but this hopefully you might have some insight. I'm sure you do that you could share with me. I am Jewish. I live in the
1: Midwest. All right, hold on. I want to take uh, take your question appropriately. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts. Last year, after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer a two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee. At NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. Mm NerveRenew.com Yes, indeed, we do. Hi, everyone. Back to Michigan and Laura. Hi there. Hi. So I was
2: stating that I'm Jewish and I happen to work in an area where there's a large learning institution and there are a fair number of Jewish people, all of which are extremely liberal. And my question to you is, with what's going on in Israel right now, I wonder if, in your opinion, do you think that this will change any of their perspectives and maybe question maybe it was a mistake that they voted for Biden or... I don't know. It, it just puzzles me how so many Jews
1: can be liberals. Right. Unfortunately, it doesn't puzzle me, but it does depress me. Jewish life is, uh, American Jewish life, with, with rare exceptions, which exist outside of orthodoxy, is pathetic. Morally and theologically pathetic. And I'm not an orthodox Jew. I'm just telling you what, uh, what is true. And by the way it's unfortunately mainstream protestantism and mainstream catholicism are pathetic as well. There was a what was there a bishop now in the Methodist church was it Lutheran. Lutheran the transgender which doesn't bother me nearly as much as this person does not allow for either he or she in reference to him or her but only they. See, there are many aspects to the whole transgender issue. The biggest one to me is is their denial of male and female. It's the heterosexuals, it's the cisgendered who are leading the crusade to demolish male and female as what they call binary terms. It's a spectrum. There isn't male and female, there's a spectrum. Is there a spectrum in the animal kingdom? We're animals after all. To these people, how come only human beings have a spectrum of male and female? So now there is a Lutheran, uh, was it bishop? What was the uh, what is the title? I don't even know. I'm sorry, I don't know what to say. He or she. I, I looked at the person and could not identify whether the person was male or female. The name obviously wasn't a giveaway. And the person prefers the, the pronouns they, which of course all the newspapers duly use, they. They said, meaning the one person. So my only point is that the left has ruined Christianity and Judaism in large measure. Uh, as to specifically answering your question, I don't think anything could happen to Israel that would cause 95% uh any but 5%, perhaps, of Jews in America to rethink their leftism. Nothing. I think I think nothing could happen anywhere. I mean, I, I could see people suppressing free speech on the left and Jews going okay with it. Gee, I ha, now that I think of it, it's already happened. When Jews leave the Torah, they make up new Torahs. That's what it is. It's true for uh, Christians as well. So the new, the new Torah of Marx, the new Torah of environmentalism, feminism, socialism, Marxism, you name the ism. It substitutes secular religions. That's what is. That is what hap- has happened. I played for you, my audience a rabbi on Rosh Hashanah, High Holy Day of Rosh Hashanah, chanting not the prophet's words as, as, as part of the liturgy, but chanting the words of Ruth Bader Ginsburg to the melody of the pro- prophetic chant. Because for him, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a prophet. And who, who's Amos? <laughs> Amos doesn't hold a candle next to Ruth Bader Ginsburg for that non-Orthodox rabbi. I don't remember if he was conservative or reformed today. It's irrelevant. There is no distinction.
2: It shouldn't be that women are the exemption. So now the perception is yes. Women are here to stay, and when I'm sometimes asked, when will there be enough women on the Supreme Court, and okay. I say... not bad, eh? When there it's
1: a rabbi in New Jersey on Rosh Hashanah. He put it up. He must have been proud of it. I never said his name because it's almost irrelevant he's interchangeable with thousands of others of non-orthodox rabbis there was a uh, an article out i may i may devote the ultimate issues hour to it and the it being the depression rates among young americans are the highest the suicidal thought rates are the highest ever measured and uh what is interesting is if people could figure out who isn't. Of course, I have my theories. I think that they have been, I don't think, I'll take that back, I know that they have been deprived of everything that makes most people happy. And that is religion and country. Uh, the uh, uh, Basically, the only meaning in their lives uh, is career. That's that's the meaning. The the meaning, let's put it this way, in the middle class and higher, meaning in life comes from what college will you get into? That's your meaning until age 18. Then your meaning at age 18 is what graduate school will you get into? Then your meaning at age 25, let's say, is how much money will I make having wasted, excuse me, spent so many years in the moral and intellectual wasteland known as a university. And then they don't get a job immediately that they think meets the criteria that they have established. Look, I have a degree from, I have two degrees or three degrees from, and then They look around, and eventually it turns out eh, most careers don't provide all that much meaning. They provide some. It's not deniable. And they should. That's fine. In the meantime, they have not even given thought to getting married. Oh, yes, I forgot to put that. Marriage, God, and country. Yes, that's right. Family. They have no family. This is the latest age of marriage in American history the fewest children per marriage in American history and then we see the depression rates gee why might that be if you you, uh, were married or you were with your fiance let's say during COVID I'll bet you weren't nearly as depressed as people who had nobody right what's wrong with getting married early if you find the right person by the way, you only find the right person in most cases if you look for someone. If you don't buy a lottery ticket, you can't win the lottery. And that's, that's that's one of the great truisms of life. Anyway, I'm going to talk. About, I think I'm going to talk about that uh, afterwards. Okay, let's go to Laguna Hills, California, and Mike. Hello, Mike.
0: Hey, Dennis. Hi. Yeah, I just had uh, I had two criticisms of your uh, of your comment on uh, the U.S. pulling out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first is, I mean, we've been there twenty years, and I just I don't think it's I don't think it's serious to assume that at any point in the near future uh, those people will be able to construct a safe democracy, uh, not necessarily like the West, but any but anything that provides any level of safety that um, uh, would that would uh, allow us to leave. Uh, and the other criticism is, you know, when you take these refugees into the US, uh, they have to go, they have to be moved into some neighborhood. And personally speaking, I mean, I, you know, my neighborhood has changed so so dramatically in the last uh, 10, 20 years. I mean, you walk around and the English is not the language that you hear spoken. What, about,
1: what right? is the language your neighborhood hears? Uh, Spanish. Mm-hmm we're uh, uh, right
0: uh, there's, you know like, like, like right we
1: always say, there's so nothing, you know. go ahead
0: so, so I mean there's nothing of course intrinsically wrong with you know any other group or well we wouldn't politics, have but. to
1: bring the refugees into the United States if we stayed so you, you want it both ways abandon these people to death and leave and I don't I don't necessarily want them as refugees and I don't want to leave but your but, position I mean, is he, let them die. Well, so
0: that, that to me is is very much uh, uh, kind of a left wing point of view because I'm not the left wants, wants
1: to us to leave. The Why the left wants us to leave? It's the only it's the so, only I mean, area so where so there is no the right. There is no left and right on leaving Afghanistan. It's an amazing thing. There are That's just true. as many conservatives who want to leave as there are people on the left.
0: Well, Donald no, Trump wanted to leave, to, to leave 20 years? I'm sorry? After 20 years? You don't think it's time?
1: No. Why, why are we still in Germany after 50 years?
0: Well, I think that's silly, too.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Europeans don't think it's that silly, and uh, we have kept the peace there. And what about South Korea? Is that silly, too?
0: Uh, well, that's, South Korea is very different than Germany. Do you really think we need to be there to protect the, the state to keep the
1: peace in Europe? Well, you didn't answer me about South Korea. Is it silly to have stayed there 50 years? Uh, yes, I do. I do think it's Okay. Silly. All right. Listen, you know what my motto is. I prefer clarity to agreement, and I thank you for calling. The Dennis Prager Show. It is an interesting issue that leaving Afghanistan is not a right-left issue. It's one of the only ones that isn't. And I would have been as condemnatory of President Trump doing it as I am of President Biden doing it. It's not what America stands for. We help our friends. You argue we should never have gone in. That is as irrelevant. As, it's like saying, yes, you uh, you have cancer, but so you never should have smoked cigarettes. So you know what? I'm not going to treat you been treating you for 20 years it's time to go yes it's probably the cigarette smoking that caused this younger person this 50 year old to get lung cancer so therefore what since you can't go back in history and change it what do you do in the present that's the only mature question in life i can't undo the past but i can shape the future that's the way life is so the argument we shouldn't have gone in is, is irrelevant, and I'm not sure we shouldn't have gone in. How many, how many people uh, have been saved? Not just Afghans, others as well. It's, it emboldens the Islamic extremist, right? What's going to happen to Pakistan if we leave? Pakistan already teeters on the brink of being a Taliban-like regime. There are a lot of people in Pakistan who, who admire the Taliban. And in the Middle East, there is only one rule. You admire winners. Read The Closed Circle by David Price Jones. Spent a lot of time in the Middle East. The God in the Middle East is not Allah. It is power. No, that's not the uh, the way they would phrase it any more than Americans who uh, worship leftism would say that they do the governing ideology is the fastest horse is the strongest horse is the one we ride and america will have been declared a an abandoner and a loser in leaving is that correct and what and what do we gain for it we'll we'll save 50 to 100 billion dollars a year Com- compared to everything else we're spending? We'll save the lives of, of 20 soldiers? Why are we leaving? I don't like when America loses, and I don't like when we cause people to be tortured, raped, and die by doing so. One million boat people left Vietnam. A million. Because we left